Welcome to the Black Sheep Experience, guys. This is Patrick Coyne, your host. This episode features Javon Harrison, my brother, my CEO, my former teammate, and I think it is incredible. There's obviously, it's our first time, so stay with us, guys. Uh, we're very excited. I think it's an incredible first episode, um, just telling our story and really diving back through some tough times Javon and I went through, but all the way up to the rapture of really having fun and what we do, finding the joy in things. So if you're interested in the story of how Black Sheep started so we can build the Black Sheep experience, get on different guests, listen to the first one, give us some feedback, and then give us a follow, guys. I think you're going to love the episode. Welcome to the first edition of the Black Sheep Experience. I'm your host, Patrick Coyne, with my CEO of Black Sheep Performance, our first guest, Javon Harris. What it do, baby? Um, really excited to do this podcast. I know we've talked about it forever. We listen to a million podcasts a year. Um, I'm just excited to get my foot in the, in the door, get my, get my feet wet, as they say, and, uh, you know, just talk. Talk that talk, you know. I would like to also add we are sponsored by Nobody because this is our first podcast and we are starting from the ground up. So I think the most important thing is, is what will the Black Sheep experience cover? For you guys who don't know anything about Black Sheep performance or previously Savage Fitness or just me or Javon personally, um, we've been working together for the past seven years. Um, created something really special in the city of Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, and we wanted, we've, we've continued to be asked again and again, when will you guys start sharing your information? When will we be able to field questions to you guys to where we can really get insight on how you guys have done what you've done with no marketing, et cetera, et cetera. So what is the Black Sheep experience? As I said before, the Black Sheep experience is an opportunity for myself, the host, to find people that are outliers, that are black sheeps, not because they're badass or because they beat up people or anything like that, but they're actually different with the way they think and perceive their own reality. So this this performance podcast, if you want to say, it's going to cover personal development, it's going to cover finance, it's going to cover training and fitness and diet, it's going to cover success stories, but most importantly, it's going to cover real life experiences. What do you think about that, Javon? I love it. I love it, man. It's authentic. Um, this is what we need in today's day and age of the social media, of the non-organic interactions. Um, this is going to be natural, man. Um, I'm, I'm really excited. I really want to talk about something that has been taboo for years, um, especially with athletes, uh, being a former Division One athlete, along with yourself, Patrick. I want to talk about mental health. You know, that's something... Um, that was, I think, maybe is not necessarily a problem, but it's a challenge in, in everyone's life. Um, I don't, I don't think anyone, you know, really talks about it as much as it should be talked about. There's things uh, moving in the direction in the NFL and the NBA and the MLB, but you still see um, really, really sad stories about. Um, and for me, I, I normally see it with former NFL players. Um, you know, really tragic situations happening, and I think, I think it needs to be to be spoke on a lot more. Um, mental health is part of real life, um, but I'm excited to get started, man. I'm excited to get started, and you know, touch somebody out there. You know, it's gonna resonate. What we say is gonna resonate with somebody, and I only need it to resonate with one person. 
You know, it's not going to connect to everyone, but it's going to connect to somebody and we're going to help somebody. And we're really going to, you know, we might be that voice that they turn left in the road instead of turning right and things start going right for them. So that's, that's really what I'm here for at the end of the day. So, um, how do we get started? Um, this is, this is, man, we take it back, take it back seven years ago. Um, we got started, uh, when Patrick moved back from, uh, Terre Haute, Indiana, right? Um, I was done playing football. I had just been medically disqualified. Pat had just finished his football career at Indiana State. Um, I was in a very dark place. He had just kind of been coming out from a dark place. And, you know, me and Pat, he was kind of my older brother. Uh, when I first got to UC and was playing football, he was my quarterback. I played receiver. So it was a natural organic connection there. Um, he might have taught me to drink my first beer. <laughs> but, uh, he was a good influence, man. It wasn't all bad. Um, he was really a good influence. I, I really looked up to him. Um, he was a leader, a natural-born leader. Um, but, uh, yeah, when he moved back from Indiana State, um, Terre Haute, I noticed there was a definite difference in his energy more than anything. Um, and I'm like, man, I'm, I'm in a very dark place right now. Let me just get around this guy, Patrick, because there's something going on there, and I just want to be a part of it. So he, uh, I got to say, man, Pat was really a catalyst that, that really saved my life, man. Him and the company we started um, called Savage Fitness um, back in 20, 2015. Um, without that, I really would not be here today. Um, I was in a dark place. I was going down a, a spiral downwards really fast. Um, and I know people can relate to this. You know, it just seems like the, the chips were stacking against me. Um, mentally, I just was not well. Um, I was almost, um, I didn't have any suicidal thoughts, but I just knew that my life was, was done without football. And that's something that, again, that is never talked about at the college football level. I know a bunch of people and friends that um, really have a hard time dealing with life after football because there's no... There's nothing to fill that void, right? And, you know, Pat brought me um, brought me to his, his apartment one day in Hyde Park, and we're just chilling one night on the couch, and he's like, man, we got to fill this void, right? We're, you're so competitive. I'm so competitive. We got to fill this void, man. What, what do we love to do? We love training. We love training. I'm like, you know what? We do love training, man. Like, what are we going to do? Let's figure this out. And then <clears throat> Savage Fitness was born. And like Javon said, I think a lot of people, when they do something for the majority of their life, um, once that, that massive thing that's taking up your life, like for me it was football, some people it's work, some people it's social media, some people it's video games. When that is taken away from your life, you lack identity. Um, there's not really much going on there. So like Javon said, I transferred from UC to Indiana State. And once I got done with football, you know, there was very dark, 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 dark thoughts. And I got to a point, and I've told this story a hundred times, but, you know, this is our own podcast now, but um, I had to Google what made people happy. Um, as sad as that sounds, as fundamentally simple as that sounds, it's true. I did not know what made me happy because I didn't have an external cue to make myself happy. And it was doing what you love. Um, so coming back and, and finding Javon um, and connecting with Javon on a much deeper level, you know, there is the college Pat, high school Pat, quarterback Pat, and then there's the one who actually went through something that tested me more than I would be tested. And I like to say that, you know, now when you meet me, you're meeting Patrick and not Pat. You know, people say you changed. Well, shit, 
if you haven't seen me in four years and you're the same person, um, I really don't think you're going to be in my network or around me or you would even understand what we're trying to accomplish on such a large scale. Um, so Savage Fitness was started back in 2015. Um, at that time, Javon was finishing his business degree in college. I'm two years older than Javon. I dropped out in the middle of a history class. I remember calling Javon and being like, bro, come pick me up. I'm quitting college. And Javon being Javon, he starts cussing me out, yelling at me to finish, get my degree. And I'm like, listen, I'm on to something. I'm, I'm going to give my life to this. And that's really when we went full speed with Savage Fitness. Um, you know, I worked at LA Fitness at the time. I worked at another gym in northern Cincinnati called Evolution Fitness. Ended up getting fired from LA Fitness because we were literally selling clothes to each client we came across with at LA Fitness and really, really got the old school parking lot. I will sell a t-shirt anywhere, anytime because we just want people to feel our vision. And what we didn't understand back then is we actually created a movement and it's still stuck around today. And actually, funnily, I think that a lot of our excess our excess clothes or over inventory is now being worn by the homeless in Cincinnati. So if you're driving down 71 and look to your left or right and you see a homeless person, make sure they're not wearing black and red that it's Savage Fitness. <laughs> um, but it, it was an incredible first experience for me and Javon. You know, we didn't really have any clue what we were doing business-wise. We just knew we wanted to start something bigger than ourselves that wasn't our name, but actually added internal value to each person we met and that was really what savage fitness was every one of us has a savage inside of us every one of us has aggression um it's a duality so we wanted to open that and put that in people's faces and, and really start to create a movement behind a name which is getting people to buy into that savage mindset um our uh, our identity there our, our motto there um our slogan um, whatever you want to call it, was mind right, body right, savage life, right? Um, we really, and we still do believe, if you get your mind right, you will get your body right. If you get your body right, you will live the savage life. Everything will start to fall into place, um, especially emotionally and spiritually, right? Um, and to kind of pick back up on the story, as we started Savage Fitness, Pat dropped out. Um, we've just been super, super grateful uh, to, to really have genuine connections in our life. And he actually um, moved out to Colorado, um, worked with a, a, a guy named Matt Chesney at 6-0, um, got his feet wet in the performance world, the performance training world. Whereas I, uh, once I graduated, um, finished up at UC, I moved out to Colorado, um, with Pat, our head of our personal training now, Ty Lake. He was Pat's roommate. I actually uh, moved in. It was a two-bedroom, right? We were we were uh, broke boys, I just to be we, quite honest. I think I moved to Denver with four hundred and fifty dollars in my to my name. I think Javon might have had a thousand, maybe. And I borrowed it from my sister. Exactly. <laughs> but um, I, I think it's really important that the most the the biggest part of that story about me and Javon was strictly ambition and fearlessness like no fear we really didn't know what we were doing and we get questions all the time like where do you start in business well obviously you're solving a problem or there's a need for what you have in the world and other people aren't doing it but at that time we were just doing what we love we didn't really find a problem to solve and that's us being honest um once we were in denver the always the goal was for me to continue on the ground and sprint every single day Learn, be the best trainer, learn from as many people as you can, couch surf, intern, anything I could do. 
And Javon actually started working a corporate job because we were scaling seven years in advance to what we're doing today. Javon needed to learn the back end of business. Javon, now granted, I needed to too. That's a later story. But at that time, Javon really was focused always on being the CEO, being the boss, um, having a position of control to actually put other people in positions of power um, at a young, young age. So Javon actually started working the corporate America route. I stayed in the trenches and training, and we really tried to sell clothes at a national level. We actually had clothes in all 48 states, the actual continental U.S., um, we did online training programs, but a big problem of that was our systems and our processes and our communication skills and supply the, chain. There's no, yeah, we really didn't think about the business plan. We didn't think about what to do from step one to step 50. We just went from zero to a hundred. Um, and you know, I get a lot of questions. I just spoke at UC the other night to a sports admin class. and Shout out to the Bearcats. Shout out to the Bearcats. But the, the question was, no was shout outs. <laughs> the question was, was, you know, out of all the advice that you could give me in the world, what would you give me? Um, it was a kid that stayed after the class, and it was to fail more. Um, and I know that sounds crazy, that, that failing at things um, macro and micro in my life have all got me to the position to where I'm at right now. Um, and if we didn't basically go belly up with Savage Fitness, you know, the story would have ended there and God knows what we would be doing. Um, so Javon actually ended up staying in Colorado. I met my awesome wife, um, my now wife, uh, in Denver and moved in with her and realized that I wanted to change. So I wanted to be a freaking fitness model. Um, my mentor, Lauren Lando, told me that it was a terrible idea. Lauren, if you're listening to this, you weren't wrong. Um, so I moved, I moved to Miami Beach. Javon stayed in Colorado with Ty, um, and we tried to keep the circle going from a distance. Um, I got into modeling. I actually got signed by two agencies, and it went really, really well. Um, it was some of the hardest thing physically I've ever done. I was, a, I was a bodybuilder at the time, 270 pounds. I cut down to 198 pounds to do runway different things like that, but in Miami is when light bulbs started going off for me and Javon. Javon was still in Colorado. I said, bro, you have to move down to Florida to see the energy. There's more money than I've ever seen. There's people doing things with their lives that I've never even experienced. They think bigger than us. They think faster than us. And South Florida is very, very different. So my mind's really started to roll on what we could do at a large level through our passion and networking and then starting to work on legitimacy. Um, and you can touch on what, what happened for you after that. Yeah. Um, I moved down to Florida, um, still working the corporate America route. Um, I really, really, uh, found value in the, in the jobs. Um, looking back, reflecting on, I really learned how to manage people. Uh, I think that was the biggest, um, skill I learned in customer service. Um, so I was learning all the soft skills, all the back end work, how to structure things. Um, you know, how to do HR, how to uh, do finance, how to do everything, right? Um, I kind of see myself as a Swiss Army knife. Where did you work, by the way? I worked at Enterprise. And you were the youngest manager in the company's history to run multiple locations and branches. That's, that's correct, and man. How old were you when that happened? I was just, I think, maybe 23, um, turning 24 when that happened. And I, like Pat, um, saw the hustle and bustle and, and the possibilities down in Florida if you get connected with the right people. Um, I think that's a huge part of um, success is you, you definitely, you got to network, right? Someone told me 
a long time ago. Uh, your network is your net worth. I really do believe that. Um, I believe in being uncomfortable. You got to find comfort in being uncomfortable. You will not grow. You won't make progress. Well, you can grow. You can make progress, but you won't become the person you want to be until you get in uncomfortable situations. Um, the corporate America for me was very uncomfortable. I am not a corporate America person at all. I do not like the mentality. I don't like really anything about corporate America, but I had to go through that. You got to do things you don't want to do in order to do things you want to do, right? Um, my former high school coach, Coach Mukes, um, told me way back in high school, man, if you want to make the news, you got to pay your dues. So um, pay my dues in corporate America, learn, learn things the correct way on someone else's dime, which is really... Uh, Really awesome, very humble and grateful for that. Um, Pat moved back, right? I remember um, him calling me. Javon, I think it's time to go back to, to Cincinnati. I think it's time to go. I'm like, what do you mean when it's time to go? We're in Florida, man. I'm loving this. This is awesome. I got the beach. I got making money. I'm learning things. Like, this is crazy. I don't want to go anywhere. Like, man, it's time to go back and add value to our community, right? He had a, a very important conversation with another one of his mentors, and, and he told him, you know, um, if you can't add value to your own community, how can you add value anywhere else, right? You can't forget where you came from. And that was powerful. And Pat understood the message. He understood the assignment uh, before I did. So Pat ended up moving back, right? And I was still working the corporate America route, hustling and bustling, um, figuring out how to network with people as well, um, how to talk to people. Um, when Pat moved back, he started Black Sheep Performance on the side of his parents' house, man. So that's 20, 2018. I was 24, 24 years old when I moved back. Um, again, I had to borrow money from my grandparents, as embarrassing as it is, even with my you know, beautiful girlfriend at the time, now wife. Is, uh, it was very humbling and embarrassing to realize I couldn't take her out on dinner. I couldn't take her out anywhere else. But at that time, all I had was ambition and a dream. So borrowing money from my grandparents to take a U-Haul back, um, Realized I wasn't going to get any help from my family, which is not a negative thing, people. Uh, my parents wanted me to struggle and figure things out by myself, and I'm very thankful that they did that. Um, but moving back to Cincinnati, um, I remember waking up in Miami Beach one morning, like Javon said, looked at Cassidy, um, was like, hey, I, I really, um, I think it's time. I think it's time to go back to my hometown. I think it's time to... Um, to level up, as we say, to really do something that's bigger than myself and that honestly scared the shit out of me. Start another company. Um, we had already failed at one at a very young age. So the idea um, behind it was my first client was actually my babysitter as a kid. Um, she couldn't walk. She had neuropathy. Um, she was in a lot of pain. She had uh, emotional and spiritual and physical um, and a lot of pain. And I started training on the side of my parents' house. I started opening up my book to anyone who wanted to move better. So that's what my thing was when I moved back to Cincinnati is I'm going to be Cincinnati's movement expert. Um, and I think I could do it at a very, very high level. Um, so after everything I had learned from, you know, Matt McChesney, Mark Magna, Lauren Lando, um, working at those different places, I wanted to apply myself. Um, so starting on the side of my parents' house, this is three years ago. Um, Client by client, person by person, um, the only thing I believed in at that point was not marketing but results. So actually letting results speak for you um, in any business, in any fashion, is I think the best marketing you can have is other people organically talking about you. Because when you leave and think about it, when something good happens in your life, 
what do you do? You pick up the phone, you call your four or five closest friends, closest network, you tell them about it because it's an amazing emotional experience. You're getting emotional neurological buy-in. So you can get people to market for you for free better than any social media post would ever because when someone you love is telling another person that they love or vice versa, that person is literally bought into what they're saying and they're actually going to hear them, not just see it on social media. So fast forward to the house, I actually started gaining minimal clientele um, enough to where I could start to rent space from people. Now you're talking about like six clients now. Um, so I knew that I wanted to get into athlete training. I've been training athletes since football ended. Um, I wanted to help the youth. Um, so my background, like I said, I was a four-star recruit. Um, I didn't do shit in college football that I had set out to do. And that was because of what happened off the field. Like Javon said, I got him to drink his first beer. I probably wasn't the best role model unless you're talking about having fun and having a great time and enjoying college. But the football aspect of my life was in shambles. Um, so I knew that it was my goal to go back and to help kids go right where I went wrong. Um, really treat the human first. You know, I went through a lot of stuff outside of football, um, bullying, etc., that really messed me up as a kid, and I wanted to be the voice of reason that I didn't have. So, fast forward, we rented space from a uh, place called P3. Shout out to Jim Riggs. Um, rented out space in P3. Had a great experience there. Um, Jim delightfully kicked me out of the gym because I had too many people at that time, which is a great experience and a great problem. I actually ended up going to a barn in Newtown. Um, in Newtown, Ohio, and rented space, taped together turf, no heat, no um, AC, the top insulated of the walls, was cut. top of the ceilings was cut, it was snowing in there, when it rained, it rained inside, um, no running water, no bathroom, and we built an incredible business now known as Black Sheep Performance out of that space. Uh, we had athletes from all over, we had college athletes, and it was built on camaraderie, community, and actually getting results from the kids, working with them on breath work, working with them on stress management, working with them outside of the gym and seeing results absolutely shoot through the roof. Then we start getting scholarships. We start working with kids from different sports. We start to get out in the community and really network. Now we catch this crazy buzz behind us. Um, also, that someone could come in and basically take the rug out from under us. We got um, the person that I was paying rent, and we talk about real stories, I was paying a person rent. I remember calling Javon and literally not crying, but going absolutely crazy and screaming. Um, we had a person come in and say the person I was renting from, which I gave them my last $2,000 to pay rent, which was rent there a month was $2,000. I had $2,100 in my account. I gave um, that person, person X, as we say, I don't want to say a name. I don't want to, I don't burn any bridges. Um, gave that person the last of my money in faith that I would hopefully be able to pay rent again next month. So a guy comes in and says, hey, the person that you're paying isn't paying us. You have to be out by three o'clock today. Um, this was my gym, guys. This was my heaven. This is what I had worked for. I was 24, um, almost, I was 25 at the time, actually. And it's everything I'd worked for. I had my own space. You know, we had a sign up. It was a piece of crap, honestly, a piece of shit, if you want to be real. But it was my piece of shit. And he kicked me out. Um, I had the, the freaking persons, I had 10 kids in there. I had a, uh, two kids named Eric and Logan persons who played football at Lake Forest college. Um, both of them are about to be done, but they actually got their parents trailer came in at that time with all the 10 kids there, ran down the street, got the trailer, came back. We filled up the entire trailer with my gym stuff. 
took it down to the warehouse, which is a community of entrepreneurs run by my brother, Sean Heron. Um, and we basically outfitted the gym in this, this long concrete hallway. And I have a, I have a pickup truck. So when that happened, I lost my gym. I lost everything. I lost my momentum. I lost my scheduling. I lost everything. So what I did is I started pop-up shops at any park I could find places at. I would train people with bands. I'd train people with sleds, med balls, anywhere, anytime, any place. I would show up just like our Savage Fitness days and work and straight up work again. And the same results, the same passion, the same community and connection to the athletes, I tried to take the fields. Um, and what I noticed is no one was reaching out to help me. No one was patting me on the butt and saying it's going to be okay. No one talked to me because I was a little business. I had no money and I trained high school athletes at the time. You know, a lot of people from the outside, that's not cool or impactful. Um, so I was alone and that's where our tagline, nobody cares where Carter really got real. Um, once I was on those fields, I got help from uh, Eddie Trainer, Sean Heron, Jeannie Huddleston, and of course my amazing wife and then Javon about, hey, where can we find a space to sublease? Um, so I'll speed the story up, but we went to FX performance, um, which is down the street from where we're at now. We're recording this in our beautiful 11,000 square foot facility, but FX is down the street, 10,000 square feet, a lady named Andy Felix does a great job of soccer players. She did her soccer training. There was a little weight room. I said, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'll give you half. I'll pay half of everything, including taxes. I'll bring in my own equipment, I'll run my own business, I'll stay out of your hair, I'll add value, I won't put up signage, like literally pleading my case. And that was the real start of people knowing what Black Sheep Performance was. Um, that's when, as we say, we absolutely exploded. We've grown 300% year over year for the past three and a half years, which is very, very impressive. But we started to gain traction, and our first professional athlete, Sam Hubbard, came in, and then a slew of others started to come in, different sports. Shout different, out to Hubbard. Shout out to Sammy. Different organizations, um, one in five, a mental health organization started working with us. I started getting to public speaking. We started getting to different sports and organizations. We exploded. And then, like the moral of every story, when you hit the top, something's going to bring you back down. COVID happens. Um, we get kicked out of our gym. We lose our momentum. We were getting ready to build a new gym. All these things, COVID happened. Everyone tells us to shut down, quit the gym. You're losing money. So what me and Javon did... Me, Javon, and Cassidy, we said, you know what? We're going to take this time to create a new business plan. And I can let Javon tell this part of the story. Yeah, I remember uh, I was actually working a logistics job at the time. I had just moved back to Cincinnati, literally. Maybe we we got to talk about you moving back to Cincinnati, though. We'll, we'll talk about that in a future episode. But I, uh, I moved back to Cincinnati um, the last week of February. Pat gets married the first week of March, the first weekend of March. It was actually the last wedding of the year. Yep. Crazy um, how God's timing worked, man, but it's always right on time. So I moved back. I'm doing my logistics. The gym gets shut down. Um, I remember going on my lunch break because my office was actually in, it's really weird how this worked out, but my office was really in like Pat's backyard of his apartment complex. It was pretty cool. Uh, so I remember just going over there one day because uh, it's maybe like 10 or 11 a.m. And, and the cops literally come and shut the gym down. Uh, it was crazy, right? Again, uh, expect the unexpected. That's all we can really expect, right? So the gym gets shut down. It's it's a really hard time. It's a really sensitive time because, again, built up so much momentum. Like, we are finally 
quote unquote making it. We're doing it, right? Everything we had set out to do when we had our first conversation about Savage Fitness years ago, uh, five years ago at this time around, right? So, um, you know, we were kind of down in the dumps uh, emotionally, spiritually. It was, it was a really tough time as it was for everyone across the planet, right? But you know what? We are built different. I'm different. I'm different. Pat is different than anyone you've ever met. And I remember having a conversation with him as he was kind of losing his mind a little bit. I'm like, listen, this is this COVID's about health, right? This is about people getting sick and about this, that, and the third, and people are going to start actually paying attention to health, right? We're going to turn this negative into the most positive thing ever. And this is actually going to be the catalyst for our new gym and for our new success. Watch, right? Mindset is, is what changed, right? So the very next day, Pat gives me a call. Thank you so much for that conversation because it's on. I'm, I'm here. You got me. Let's get to it. Let's get started. So we started working on a new business plan, right? Um, started working on a new business plan. Things uh, started popping up because all these businesses were shutting down, right? So it was kind of a fire sale for commercial real estate property. And we're like, man, this is perfect. You know, as much as momentum has been lost, we're about to pick it all right back up. So uh, gratefully, we... Uh, you know, wrote our business plan. We were able to get a SBA loan, Small Business Association loan. I'm honestly extremely proud that myself, um, Cassidy, Coin, um, and Pat, we worked on this business plan our, ourselves. I've never written a business plan before. I've never submitted it to the SBA or any bank or anything. Um, yes, I did graduate uh, with a degree in business, but this is not... Um, I never got any training for this in school, man. And this is one of the things I, I don't like about schools. They really don't teach you how to do any of this stuff that actually matters. But uh, it's another topic. So we get this loan and it's on and popping. Pat finds a spot uh, right down the road from this uh, FX Athletics from where we were originally at. We were able um, to get the loan in the middle of a pandemic. We were able, again, with the network, it is all about your network. Uh, one of Pat's mentors, Mike Barwis, um, Got us the equipment we needed. We got the turf we needed. We outfitted the gym. Um, took a, what was it, July to about October for this process to happen. I remember opening the doors and we still didn't even have all of our equipment, but it was just so much success that we had felt because we even getting to this point, right? In the middle of a pandemic, being able to get the loan, being able to get a new spot and being, you know, having such a, a strong relationship with our clients that they followed us to this next gym. Um, and yeah, so we opened October 9th, didn't even have all the equipment in there yet, but we got it going. We got after it. There was a few dumbbells. We had all the turf laid out. We were just going off the strength of, of pure passion. Um, fast forward, um, at the end of the year, we finally get all our stuff in and, you know, things are going in the right direction. That things are going so well that, you know, um, health organizations, health networks start to reach out, um, several of them. And, Fast forward to 2021 now, right? Because I was 2020. Um, March of 2021, um, I became full-time with Black Sheep Performance, um, which is, you guys don't understand how big of an accomplishment it is for me and for Pat uh, to be put in a, to, to be in a position to, to put me full-time. Um, You're talking about seven years, and like, this is a very short, we don't want to have the longest podcast in the world, but... 
This is a seven-year story of true entrepreneurship and straight grit. Like, we were sitting in a room in 2015 at 20 years old or 21 and 19 and talking about what do we want to do with our lives? Like in a notebook. Like, what you want to be the CEO. I want to be the face and I want to work harder than everyone else in the world. I don't want to make it about proving other people wrong. I want about making about proving the people that love us right. You're talking about almost a decade in the making and then all of a sudden I get to hire my best friend, my brother, the person that I it, I didn't have a blood brother growing up, so this is it for me, that we get to literally hire him on salary at the company that he helped build. Javon and my wife were both working full-time jobs and answering calls for me because of how fast the business grew, sneaking out the back door at work. Like, we're doing things that people don't, pardon my French, have the nuts to do. And now people look at us and we're reaping the rewards. But like, as entrepreneurs, if you're listening to this, as business owners, as people with a dream, you know the feelings I'm talking about. Impossible. That you're pushing up a, a rock up a mountain that is going to continue to roll back on you or the top is never there. You know, anxiety and walls closing in every single day because you don't have money to pay your bills. You don't have enough energy to, to give it to your loved one because you just put it on a 14-hour day. You're talking about seven years of that, and all of a sudden, boom, it comes to fruition, and people are like, yo, what are you guys up to? We want to get involved when we used to have people made, our company was called Savage Fitness, right? People used to make shirts and post about cabbage fitness. We had people making fun of us, and literally, like, the amount of hate and disrespect we would get for people for chasing our own dreams and our own goals is, is sickening, and the simple fact of that we get to wake up, work every single day in an 11,000 square foot facility that is laid out and designed by us. You feel the passion, the energy when you walk in a room. To have people like Joe Burrow, Kirk Herbstreet, Chris Ciccinelli, Sam Hupper, Drew Sample, some of the biggest CEOs, some of the biggest CFOs, some of the biggest owners and networkers are in our gym. We have the Country Club Gym of Cincinnati, and yeah, it's gritty and it's Nobody Cares for Carter. But people of high stature respect what we're doing because of the way we carry ourselves in the product and emphasis we put on our results and actually getting those results to our clients in a speedy process that we can forever always try to replicate at a higher level. And I think that Javon working full time as a CEO, getting his salary paid is the goal of every young entrepreneur listening to this with their best friend too scared to start a company. You know, we figured out the name, the mission statement, the colors. We're founders. We didn't buy this company. We didn't buy a client base. We got each and every client from painstaking hours when no one gave a shit about what we were doing. And now we have partners like Beacon. We have some of the biggest names. Like we are literally Beacon's performance provider. Beacon is a conglomerate in Cincinnati that's taking over Ohio and orthopedics. And the, the best of the best. The only reason they like us, like my shout out to Peter Child, the president, Andy Blankenship, the CEO, took a risk on two young dudes because they saw how ambitious we were. They saw what extents we were willing to go to to be not monetarily successful, but spiritually successful. Like literally reach, live out our goals, reach our dreams. Me and Javon moved around four cities and you hear these success stories and you feel like it's bragging. It's people telling their story. It's, it's literally no one gave a shit about us until now. And I love that Big Sean says it took me 10 years to become an overnight success. Like, that is truth. That is reality. Now people want in on what we're doing. And the funny thing is, we don't hold grudges. We always have room for everybody. This 100%. gym is built for 
people, for a community. And I think that leads into our, our we have a couple more things. We're going to talk about why our gym is called Black Sheep. And Before you go there, I just want to just wrap that up a little bit, man. Most... Uh, this quote from, I believe, Henry David Thoreau. I could be wrong on this one. It could be Edgar Allan Poe. I want to say it's Thoreau, though. Most men live lives of quiet desperation. That really resonated with me when I was in the corporate world because that was the biggest thing I hated about the corporate world. No one wanted to be there. It was strictly about money. There was zero happiness. No one wanted to be there. And it felt like I was living a double life. So what I did, what um, Pat did, what Cassie did, uh, what the the team did was we worked and we worked and we worked like I am a huge believer You cannot complain about your situation if you're not actively doing something to change it My father told me if you want to be in a different way situation educate your way out of it And that's exactly what we did. We figured it out We found a way and that's my biggest thing I could say to anyone listening to this any young entrepreneur Anyone that's got a dream and they want to live their life because you only have one life to live and it's yours, right? Um, I don't want to have any any regrets when it's my time's up on the, on this life on this planet, right? So, my biggest 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 um, you know word of advice would be dedication. Be so dedicated to whatever it is you really want to do with your life. Dedicate your life to that, and at some point it will happen. You just got to continue to go. You got to continue to go. But moving on, um, why is your gym called Black Sheep? So, <clears throat> as a as a kid, um, if anyone has listened to this that went to LaSalle with me, was St. Bart's with me before I went to Baden, um, you know that I was a target. I was bullied very, very badly. I'm dyslexic. I was in the trailer behind the school. I was on Rattle, uh, Ritalin, Shatera, uh, Vivans, all these things as a young kid and kind of zombied out. Um, the only thing I really had in my life was football was weights, um, was physical, strenuous activities that took my mind off the, you know, the internal pain that I was really, 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 really feeling. And the issue was that I never had a place that I felt comfortable being different than other people. Talking about my goals, talking about the pain that I was going through and that if anyone could help me, talking about what I actually wanted out of life, not having stupid conversations, but having real life, meaningful conversations. You know, what is the meaning of all this? What is the meaning of pain? What is the meaning of success and struggle? You know, I was a smart kid, but was taken as very dumb because I didn't, no one took the time to understand me. Um, and when I moved back to Cincinnati, I could, every kid I worked with, I saw the pain in their eyes. I saw discomfort. Um, because we are in an overstimulated world. So I said, listen, I have it. I read a book called Outliers. To think about that it's not wrong to be different, but the people that are different have the same intrinsic values. Like literally all the greats have very similar characteristics in DNA. Are they different? Yes. Do they look different? Yes. Are they different races and genders and religions? Yes. But intrinsically, the values are very similar. So I wanted a place to where the bullies, the outcasts, the tryhards, the, the kids that had no home, the, the parents that had no home, that they feel like they have no other place besides the gym. Welcome to Black Sheep Performance. Black Sheep Performance is a gym for black sheep, not because we're badass or we beat people up, but because we want the real meaning of life. We want the struggle. We want the chaos. We want the hard times because we realize how, how good those hard times make our life. We want the most out of life. We want to wring it dry like a wet rag. And 
that gym is now existing in Cincinnati. It was something came from a manifestation and a goal that is now real life. And you have you won't meet one person in our gym that walks in here and says that doesn't say they feel the energy. Everyone walks in here and says they can feel the walls moving. It's the energy in our space because it was created out of love and of actual need and want for the kids and the clients that depend on us to make it the best part of their day. And now we get to live our dream. Like Ty Lake is the head of our personal training. Ty Lake was with us when we started Savage Fitness at 21. Ty moved to Denver with me. Ty moved back. Now Ty's living his dream. We have best friends working that started companies seven years ago. Uh, Danny Shaley literally started valeting cars when he was interning with me. And when I had not enough money to pay him, he still interned and still stayed and still worked. And now is the head of our youth training and the assistant trainer. He's now eating dinner and having meetings and training people who used to park their cars. Like, we have amazing things going on here. And it's not to brag or boast, but it's to, to literally show people that it is very possible and tangible what we're doing if you have the nuts to do it. And I don't mean that being a man. I, anyone can do this. I know badass female successful entrepreneurs. But if you have the grit and the guts to actually stare your dreams in your face... What we're talking about will be the norm for you as well. And I, I, he couldn't have said any better. I don't really want to add anything to it because that is what it is. Um, welcome to Black Sheep Performance. Welcome to the Black Sheep Experience. We hope you stay with us throughout this journey. Um, it's going to go different places. Uh, we'll stick along. So as we close out the podcast, I'm going to do it every single week is we're going to have some questions that people ask me on social media. I had a couple questions that I want to touch on, but... The, the Black Sheep experience, you know, this is our first podcast. This is something we're new at, too, and we're going to go hard at it, and we're going to be really great at this one day. But the end goal is to have people on this episode, every episode, that are, you know, it doesn't have to be hardcore, but people that are tried and true, that are self-made, that have changed the world for the better, but also went through hard times that can help you. Like I said, CEOs, um, professional athletes, um, maybe professors like. professors doctors I mean anyone that's been through a hard time but can add value to life and give experience is what we're going to do um, so I hope you guys stick around for every episode we put out um, I'll try to touch on a couple of these questions um, the first one um, creating a successful sustainable relationship with fitness clients 300 plus members um, so obviously I am not in the online training sector um, the only time I did online training is when we had to, when we did COVID, um, we can talk about a lot of different things we've done, but we don't want to bore you guys. But I think, you know, we do, we've had over a thousand clients in black sheep and it's very, very cool that we can say that at this point. And I think the only thing I attest are, you know, client retention and trainer retention and community retention is actually giving the people time the time of day like when they're in here for an hour the most important thing in my life any one of our 10 trainers um javon is the first person they see when they walk in the door is that they are cared about and they are worthy of attention love and progress now if you put a room full of 50 people that feel that way you're emitting a frequency and energy that is so contagious that is so positive that is so replicable every single day that it becomes an addiction to every person in that room. We train people from nine years old to 90 and professional athletes in between, but they all feel like black sheep is theirs. They feel like they own a piece of black sheep. 
And I think it's important that you give people in your business, especially when you get into the 100 client, 200, 300, 400, 500 clients, culture is gonna get slippery because it's not as retainable the bigger you get, the bigger you scale. So taking time to make each person be able to spread your culture for you because there's so many of them, it's gonna outweigh you telling people about your business. You have 500 people marketing for you and talking about how powerful it is every single day when they come into the gym. That is how you keep 300 plus people happy. 100% to add to that is for me is- Talk about the back end. Yeah. yeah, for me it just comes down to to serving, right? I, I treat everyone like they're my family. I really do think about this every single day. Um, if this were my mom and this was someone else's gym, like how would I want my mom to be treated or how would I want my dad to be treated? Because we've all, every single one of us had a bad customer service experience where you will never go back to that business. It happened to me last week. I'm not going to name the business. We're not in the business of doing that. But, um, you know, make people feel special. You know, um, we do not take it lightly. We want this to be the best part of everyone's day. Like, I, that's my goal every single day is for someone to walk in and tell me, man, Black Sheep is just the best, best part of my day. To me, that's everything, right? Um, we talk about the culture. We talk about, um, you know, having a safe place for, for black sheeps. And that's, that's really what it boils down to. Like, at the end of the day, take time out of your day and give, give someone that, that energy, that attention, um, that love, right? That's, that's really what we're about at Black Sheep. We put the human before the athlete or before anything else. Put the human first. Good things will happen. Another question. And that's incredible. Is your passion, Javon, is in a happy relationship, not married yet or engaged, but in a happy relationship. Um, if you're around me enough, you know and you see the infamous peanut. You see my wife. Um, I'm not afraid to talk about it. Um, your passion, the question is your passion for marriage being so important to you and who you are in your business. Um, like I said, if you're in the Black Sheep community, you know who Cassidy is, a.k.a. Peanut. Um I think my life did not get on the perfectly right track until I met the right person. Now, that being said, Cassidy and I have been through a lot, um, and as, as, as is every couple. But I think the most important thing is subconsciously, first thing in the relationship, I thought she was calling me out on everything. I thought that um, the relationship shouldn't have been that hard, but my perception of what hard was, was skewed. I think the, the, the real reason for a significant other, a person that you actually love and want to share your life with is they're literally going to make you extremely strong and resilient where you are very, very, very weak. So that person, the yin and yang, it fills the dark and light. It, they, we bounce off each other. So meaning if I'm very, weak like I was when I met first Cassidy or when I first met Cassidy I was very weak in stressful situations I couldn't control my breath I couldn't control my nervous system I would freak out I would go from zero to a hundred versus Cassidy was putting me in situations that I could literally calm myself down she was teaching me techniques she was helping me that's who Cassidy is a human being who I am as a human being is a very type a personality on top so actually finding a human being to match you and find out where you're really, really weak, they can subconsciously make you strong. I think that's a big reason for my passion. Another reason for my passion is I literally wouldn't be able to be here without Cassidy. You know, it's for another story, but she saved my life in a lot of ways more than one. 
And it's that significant person you're coming home to every single night when you're ready to quit. Hey, you got this. Hey, you can do this. Like the last story I'll tell about it is, and the most important one I think is, is when I got the lease for the new gym. You guys know in a big 11,000 square foot gym, it's a six figure thing to keep the lights on. And the fact that I was, I was literally, I'll be honest, I was hysterically crying on the ground looking at a hundred page lease, terrified because it was in the middle of COVID. I had, didn't have the money to do it by myself, even though we didn't take in investors on We got our own SBA loan, which means all the money's out the window. She looked at me and said, if you don't get up and get back to work and do what you're meant to do, I'm going to be pissed. That was all I needed to hear. I called Javon. I said, dude, we're signing the lease. We're going to do it. If I would have heard that from Javon, I'd have been pissed. I heard it from my wife, so it literally, I knew at the end of the day, that was meant to happen. I had to do it. Um, so, shout out to you, Peanut. Um, yeah, um, and we're just piggybacking off of that, I think uh, there's a book everyone should read. Um, it's called Seed of the Soul. Um, I read it, changed my life, gave the book to Pat. Definitely helped his life, um, relationship-wise and everything like that. Um, Last question here. Um, let's talk about uh, mental health and grounding techniques, man. I think, again, that's huge. Um, Pat taught me how to meditate. To be honest, guys, I, <laughs> um, I didn't know how to meditate. I'm still working on it. Um, I think that's one thing that's kind of like not talked about again is like no one's a master meditating unless you're like a Zen master or like a monk or something in my head. I think, okay, a monk, you guys definitely know how to meditate. That's what you guys do on a daily, but I'm not a monk, right? I'm a regular everyday person, normal human being. I'm adult. I work a, a lot of hours during the week. Um, but yes, um, it's, it's really meditation. Um, Pat, like I said, Pat taught me how to meditate. It's really, for me, it comes down to breath work and, and, getting rid of the noise, getting rid of all outside simulation. I can say that has really, really helped my life um, mental mental health-wise because for me, I got so many things running on in my head. I feel like I'm, I'm at a uh, track meet national championship every single day, right? Um, without meditation, without slowing things down, without getting rid of the noise, especially uh, the talk you have with yourself in your head, it has to be positive because I don't know about you guys, but I talk to myself more than I talk to anyone else. And if it's a negative conversation I'm having with myself, it is only going to pull me down, right? It's only going to pull other people down around you. So um, I really, really advise, um, you know, trying to, not even trying to, there's no try, right? You either do it or you don't. Get into, get into some meditation. If you got to use an app, if you got to use YouTube or whatever the case may be, I started, uh, Pat taught me to just focus on my breath, right? Focus on my breathing, using my diaphragm. And he taught me how to use my diaphragm while breathing. I always used uh, kind of my, my traps when, when I was breathing. And I could say it's really changed um, how I even just wake up every single day, right? And it's helped my, my lovely girlfriend, Tommy, um, with her autoimmune disease, psoriasis, right? Um, handling stress is like the most important thing as a human being. Um, we got to be able to, to handle it, right? It's not always going to be pretty, but if you were consciously doing something to work on it, that to me is is the battle. Um, it's never going to be perfect. We're humans. None of us are perfect, but continue to work. One day it'll get to a point where, you know, things are controllable and you're able to, to handle those external internal stressors in a much um, healthier way. 
I would love to piggyback off that. That's beautiful, bro. I'm happy that I, I'm happy that I helped you. Um, because there's days that everyone, including myself, can't even help themselves. So the fact that you can help other people when sometimes you're struggling is very important. Um, my boy Isaac from Better Blends wants me to touch on grounding. Um, get yourself a smoothie at Better Blends, by the way, Isaac. That's a shameless plug. Fire. A shameless plug. Um, but I think grounding has gotten kind of kitschy and like people are making fun of it now. But there's free frequencies and energy that are coming from the center of the earth. If you don't believe me, you don't have to Google it. Actually do your research, pick up a book, talk to someone smarter than yourself. Um, standing barefoot in grass. So there's a lot more than just free frequencies and energy coming from the earth, from the coil into your feet to actually help you. What it's continuing to do when you do breathe, when you are barefoot, I talk about being, be at where your feet at. Be at where your feet are at. Literally being present, being able to focus on you know, the moisture on the bottom of your feet, being able to focus on the air going across your face, being able to focus on, you know, what's the sun look like? What do the birds sound like right now? That is actually being present. Being present is the gift of happiness. If you're behind yourself or in front of yourself, a million people have said this before me, a lot smarter than me, you are going to be anxious or depressed. Living in the future is anxiety, right? Living in the past is depression. Living in the now is now. It doesn't have to be good or bad. It doesn't have to be bad or good. It just is what it is. And accepting what it is in the present moment is bliss. That's what people talk about. There's no stress. There's Your heart rate is calmed down. You're not thinking about you know, what your, your friend said that made you anxiety ridden to not go to the party tonight. Or did you not do enough work? Or did you miss that call or text? Or did you send that email? Like I could go on a million times because that's how my own head works. But... What I have to do on a daily basis and remind myself is that everything is good right now. I'm big into affirmations. I'm big into writing every single day. I'm big into stoicism. I'm big into actually thinking about are you living a conscious life of intention? Like are you intentionally living or are you letting every single crazy thought and energy ride take you on a million different directions during the day? I think you would be shocked that if you actually are present and you let yourself be grateful for what you have right now and affirm it, you know, that my affirmations a lot are, I create my own reality. I can bend my own reality, but I still recognize a higher power. You know, residual income is flowing to me like a fucking avalanche. Um, you know, I am here right now. Um, I believe in abundance and love, not scarcity and fear. There's all these things that I'm telling myself a hundred times a day that eventually manifestation and energy knows that where you put your intention and your effort, if you actually believe it's going to come true, it's going to come true. You know, I just read something, David Bland, they, David Blaine, the, the or not the musician, the magician. He was consulting with doctors about how at six minutes, the human can't hold their breath past then because you're going to have neurological damage. Oxygen stops flowing, bad things happen. So what happens when the human being, David Blaine, held his breath for 17 minutes? What happens to science? Ooh. What happens to, you know, what happens to the norm? What happens to, of constructs of reality? He just beat it. So remind yourself when you are thinking about business, about the crazy thoughts you have. You might be the first to ever do it. That's okay. That's a terrifying feeling. But if you can be the first person to hold your breath for 17 minutes or you accomplish something that someone else told you wasn't possible, the constructs of reality break down. 
you are literally living in the now. You can do whatever you put your mind to. So in that case, I have nothing else to say on this first podcast. Grow with us. Share this with your friends. You can find us on trainbsp.com. You can find us on trainbsp on Instagram and Twitter. That's T-R-A-I-N. B as in boy, Essence and sister, P and Patrick. So trainbsp. Um, my personal Instagram is patrickcoin underscore. Javon's is Von Harrison underscore i believe or just von harrison um but guys i I think this is going to be a really special experience we officially came in under an hour it's our first one ever please let us know your feedback let us know what you think and as always continue to be a black sheep nobody cares work harder baby